0: Join us now covering the association. His name is Scoop Jackson. Scoop, my man. How are you? How's life? How are things? How much are you enjoying the NBA playoffs to date?
1: Oh, it's been um, it's been good. It's it's been good. It's been entertaining. Uh, last night's game, um, it wasn't the. I mean, it got dramatic, but it was a horrible game if we really talk about um, the the Lakers and the uh, Warriors game, just from a basketball perspective. It was exciting, but. If you're strictly looking at basketball and execution, it was just a bad game to watch. I was telling my son and my nephew, I'm like, this is the second worst game through three quarters I've seen in my life. <laughs> and I didn't want to bring up the uh, – the Bulls and the Knicks had a game, I think, one time on Christmas that my uh, my godbrother – it was so horrible, my godbrother threw something and broke the TV in <laughs>
0: And at that point, it's so bad. It's like, you know what? We weren't trying to watch the rest of that anyway. So what, what, what's the, why even, I'm not even worried about it. My, my question for the, for the Lakers and Warriors. Because this is a couple games in a row where things have been a little choppy, right? We had all the, uh, the text to the Green Brothers, no relation, uh, in, what was that? Game three and then game four. Just, a, just a very, like a strange pace. It, it's kind of like in boxing, right? They say styles make fights. Is it because right. stylistically these two, these two teams are so different that things just aren't working out that it does make it kind of a tough watch between LeBron's Lakers and Steph Curry's
1: Warriors? Maybe I never looked at it that way, but that might be it because neither team is playing the same way they did in the first round of the playoffs against Sacramento or against Memphis. There seems to be no fluidity in this series. You know, you might get a good performance here and there. You might get a stretch like Lonnie Walker, the fourth year last night. You know, um, but everything seems to be stagnant. And nothing, you get spurts of movement. But nothing seems to like stay consistent over the course of four quarters throughout the game. And I don't it may be the styles, but what bothers me the most is that we're looking at a Lakers offense and we know what it has the capability of doing. We already know historically what Golden State's offense has, you know, in his, in in its background of what it can actually do. And we see neither one of them doing that effectively. But it doesn't seem to be the defense that the other is applying that's making that not happen. It seems like both teams' offenses are just not fluid for whatever reason. And it doesn't seem like it's great defensive performances or great schemes playing out defensively that are causing them to look so inefficient offensively. So you can't put your thumb on it and it's just, you know, as, as dramatic as it can be outside of two blowouts, you know. Uh, Games two and game three, but you know there is drama within the game. But if you take the drama away, just from a basketball perspective, it's hard to figure out why this is not good basketball.
0: It's almost like the two offenses can't get out of their own way. The hell with the exactly. defense. That's what, a... exactly what it is, right? But why? Exactly, That's... like what? No one, no one can figure it out in the two teams. I mean, it's not exactly like they're shooting the basketball prolifically. I mean, you know, look at game four, Golden State shoots 29.3% from three. Only to be matched by LA. Like, yeah, I see your twenty nine percent and I raise you twenty four percent. Like neither team is shooting the basketball well. And I want to go to a guy that I spent a lot of time watching, you know, at the University of Michigan in Jordan Poole, along with another Michigan Wolverine, Duncan Robinson. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but Jordan Poole in ten minutes last night, 0 for four from the floor, no points, couple of turnovers, did have a couple of assists and a few rebounds, but nothing out of like it it just I don't know what it is with Jordan Poole, who a guy who was thirty seven in the league in scoring throughout the regular season. So it's not as if, like, you know, the the incident that took place where he got, you know, socked in the face by Draymond Green. It's not like that ruined his whole season. The guy averaged 20 points and three rebounds and four assists a game throughout the course of the regular season and shot 43%. But the lights get the brightest in the playoffs, and that's kind of where he made his money last year. And you look at him this year, and, and Jordan Poole, like, what is going on with him?
1: Yeah, that's. A, I mean, Stephen, A. made a good point. We made it last night. It's You know, there, there's something about you know, playing for the a for, for contract and not playing for the contract once you be paid. And I'm not going to say that once he got paid, he settled down because he did, you know, he had a decent season. It wasn't as impactful. The numbers could be there, but it still wasn't as as impactful as it was last year. And for some reason, I don't know why, you know, and I, I'd have to be around to actually find out if there's people inside of the Gold State locker room, but it seems as if, and it's somewhere between the two, he's either like, Checked out because it's not just a shot making this not there. he doesn't seem engaged at all and he doesn't seem um, to be consistently trying to make things work in his favor. he doesn't seem locked in at any point like even just a remember a couple of games ago he was out for the loose ball and he, like he couldn't even gather up a loose ball. he's not making any commitment to defense. His decision-making is bad, and I would attribute that to confidence, but I don't know where his confidence disappeared. And playing for the Golden State Warriors and being as valuable as he is, I I think the team would be able to rally around and pick him up to give him his confidence back. But for some reason, that's not working, and now you have the coaching staff that can't even keep him in the game. And you know it's bad when Moody's getting more playing time than he is. That when when Steve Kerr and crew can't put him in and rotate, you know the the roster, the five men on the floor, and Moody gets more minutes than he does. Something's wrong because now it's, his confidence is gone, and now they've lost trust in him. And I don't know exactly when that happened, but and I don't think it's going to come back. I think it's easy for us to say, okay. You know, he got he got his money, he got his contract. You know, we've seen that happen with athletes a lot of times, and they become different people. The desire, the hunger, the effort, a lot of that just disappears. It doesn't have to disappear all the way. It could just be a small percentage of it, but that small percentage, especially in the playoffs, affects everything because everything's so heightened. I don't want to say that that was happening with Jordan Poole, but I'm not going to rule that out either. But I do think there's something psychologically going on with him where he has lost... His confidence. And it could have happened after that bad shot in game one. And it never has been the same. It's not like he had a great game one, but he had an impactful game one. But he is, since then, it's been gone. And he's, it's, it's, what is it? If we talk about like golfers get the yips or talking about like, you know, cats who don't shoot great free throws and how they psychologically can't hit free throws now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, something's going on with Jordan Poole. I think right now at this point becomes psychological, and they need him so desperately because you know Clay is not playing as consistent or as big as he usually plays on an everyday basis. Draymond's not playing, you know, the way they need him to play. Nobody's really playing the way they need everybody to play and level up the way they usually do in the playoff situation, or just like they did in the prior series. Nobody's leveling up. And without Jordan Poole, you know, loving you up at all, nobody's there to pick him up. You know what I'm saying? So, they're, they're not, I think Golden State is looking at him like, man, his, his confidence is gone. He's shook right now. And usually as a team, you know, we're champions. We build ourselves up. But Clay is trying to build himself up. Andrew Wiggins is trying to build himself up. Draymond's trying to build himself up. Looney, who played great in the first series and now is going through whatever, he's trying to build himself up. You know, michael Everybody's trying to build themselves up, so nobody's there to build Jordan Poole up. And there's only so much Steph can do. You know you can't do it on the court and still in shootarounds, in practice, in meetings, at dinner. You know, in he can't build Jordan Poole up by himself because he's he's got to keep everything afloat by himself at this point.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of times, you know, you look at people that lose their confidence, and sometimes, you know, like you like you mentioned, you use the phrase "locked in." and Jordan Poole just looks almost kind of lost like he's lost within himself and he kind of get that that blank stare deer in the headlights oh my god kind of moment and we we don't we don't want we don't want to see that because they are depending on him and i uh, as an anti laker am depending on Jordan Poole now down 3-1 here scoop that's what's happening let's shift gears now to the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks i mean, you mentioned Stephen A Stephen A's got to be ripping his hair out cuz he knows the Knicks they don't they don't have enough they got a, a nice a nice roster i think Jalen Brunson, I mean, look at the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they got to be kicking themselves. Mark Cuban botched that thing not once, but twice. Uh, you know, they, that should have been their point guard, and they could have been carrying on. Instead, they went with Kyrie and they fell off a cliff, but that's neither here nor there. The Miami Heat. Had to, you know, they paid Duncan Robinson $90 million, and then he loses his spot in the rotation. He's not seeing any time at all. Tyler Hero breaks his hand. So now Duncan's getting a little bit more PT. And this was a guy who built himself up, got that contract because he was a spot up knockdown shooter. That's what he did at Michigan. He carried it right over to the Miami Heat. He goes one for eight last night. That's not even the beginning of his problems. Like, talk about somebody else that just, I don't know what's going on. Talk about the yips for two Michigan guys. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying, but it's kind of like the same thing. But once again, what, not only have they both kind of lost their confidence and lost their way and lost, you know, within the system, but both of them got the bag, right? Yep. <laughs> yep, and once they got the bag, what happened? It fell off something a cliff. Shifted. Right, right, something shifted. They, they, there seems to be some comfortability once they got that bag, and that happens with a lot of people, especially in professional sports, and it just plays out that way because uh, we get to watch it publicly. Um, and so sometimes that's what separates the good ones from the great ones. You know, the great ones get, get that contract, get that guarantee, you know, that, that generation of money that it has been for their family, but they, they know that there's still something out there to get. They still know there's something out there to prove and you know, they continue to go prove it. You know, um, Michael Jordan was famous for not getting paid and I'm pretty sure he'll be the first to tell you that's what kept him driven. You know, I'm not saying that if he had gotten, you know, one of these, you know, max contracts, because he didn't get it until his last couple of years with the Bulls, but other than that, that, he wouldn't have been the same. You know, we've seen LeBron fight through that situation and take lesser, I mean, has LeBron really ever had a max contract? He's always taking less money to build around him and stuff like that. So maybe that psychologically keeps him different because there's something more to go get. Um, but in the case of Duncan Robinson, we apply the same thing to Jordan Poole. I, we can't say that's the only problem, but we can't be naive enough to look at the way these two scenarios have played themselves out and act like that cannot be part of the reason. It can be part of the reason. But on the Knicks side, Duncan Robinson is not their biggest problem. You know, I, I agree with you. It would have been nice for, you know, uh, uh, I, well, I'll put it through. I, I disagree with you. I think it was bad for Mark Cuban and them not to resign him. But... I do. I don't think we would have gotten the same player if he would have resigned in Dallas that we got for the Knicks because they basically handed him the keys to the franchise. Even though you know uh, uh, Julius Randle's there, even though Barrett's there, he came into this organization to New York and playing with his father on the squad. You know, as as a part of the member of the organization, they handed him the keys and like you don't have to be the best player, but this is still all about you. You know that wasn't going to happen in Dallas. He would still go split time as point guard between he and Luca handling the ball. So I don't think we would have gotten the same player, and, you know, that that's a whole other conversation. But for the Knicks, they have to know going into this series that it's, it's, it's not that they're not that good. I think it's I, I, they have to match the desire and the dog that's inside Jimmy Butler. Now who's going to be that dog to match that? Mm. Who's going to love And that's kind of Jalen Brunson's responsibility, even though he knew that. But we know historically, Jimmy Butler can, and we just watched it happen in the last. year, he can win a series by himself. But we know also that dog in him elevates the players around him. He, you know, he's the one. Just we just got to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Don't have anyone to level up. Jordan Poole outside of the funk that he's in. You when 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 um. When you call went down, when Hero went down, who do you think got in Duncan Robinson's, you know, hey, all right, let's go? You know, who do you think leveled him up like it's your turn now? I know you're comfortable. I know you got this. I know you didn't have a good season, this, that, and the other. We ain't worried about that right now. Let's go. See, it's that leveling up that Jimmy Butler was the one. All right, let's go. You know, if Jimmy, look, if Jordan Poole was on the Miami Heat, we wouldn't have seen these last three games. He will the way to level up. You know, you see the way Kyle Lowry's playing. He wasn't playing this way last year. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler has the power to get them to, to take his dog and put it into other people. And the Knicks did not come into the series trying to match that dog. And you have to know that going in because, especially after watching what Miami did in the series before, you have to do that. And once they can do that, Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a wrap. But the one thing I will say, I don't belong with the one thing I think we need to talk about, not really talk about, but acknowledge that if the Knicks don't get out of this series, I think the conversation about Tom Pivotal remaining there is going to start immediately. And and I'm not saying they're going to get rid of him as, as fast as the Bucs got rid of uh, Coach Bud. but at this point, I think it's going to be like, okay, we've seen through his history that there's only so far he's going to be able to take a team. You know, he could get teams to rise a bit, but there's a there, there's a ceiling. There was a ceiling with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, he was able to get Minnesota at least get to the playoffs after they hadn't been there for, what, 15 years or something like that. He got them there, but they couldn't get out the first round. He leveled up the Knicks, but he only got them to the second round. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look like, all right, what's the problem here? We can track back his history. He didn't get a ring with the Boston Celtics, but as Dr. Sisson. But as an individual coach, as much as we like him, the, the feeling is right here, and as bad as the plan, at some point, all the fingers are gonna start pointing to him. And not that he's done anything wrong, but he has a max out feeling on how far he can take
0: it. That is a great point, Thibodeau. Seats gonna get hot. They throw on the seat eater. His name is Scoop Jackson. Scoop, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Talk a little association of the playoffs, my man. I greatly appreciate the time today, partner. Anytime,
1: man. Good
0: talk. We'll talk soon. There goes uh, Scoop Jackson and.